Welcome to Horrorphobia. Oh my god, he made it! A spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. Never saw them titties. I can't imagine why. Those bucks destroy the child. Learn your lesson. We have to have some Halloween spirit. Show us your balls or get the fuck out! Without further interruption, let's celebrate and suck some dick. G'day there, you naughty wankers. What <laughs> 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 a twist. <laughs> and welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and the horrorphobics alike. I'm your host, Jake. Next to me is my wife, Emily. G'day. <laughs> All the way across the internet. We have a friend, Ryan. Oh, that's good. Oh, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way across the slutty, slutty internet, we have our friends, Ian and Jake. Oh, shrimp on the barbie. You did fucking ruin the road. <laughs> you got run over its fucking head. <laughs> uh, you undersold your Australian accent, by the way, did. host Jake. We are, a group, <laughs> we are a group of lifelong friends who review horror movies. Why horror movies? Because I love them. <laughs> and I hate them. We have a great episode for you today. On this episode, we will be reviewing 2023's Talk to May. Yeah. Uh, first, we will begin with our movie synopsis, our spoiler-free review, and then we'll get everyone's score for the film. We rescue yeah. We, re- <laughs> we review on a scale of one to ten. One being ten being <laughs> and Ryan, acting as our resident scaredy cat, will rate the spook factor of the film. <laughs> then we will begin our spoiler-filled walkthrough of the film. And I will be providing behind the scenes info. And I'll provide critical reception upon recent release. And if it applies, I'll provide production budget versus box office gross, which will be incomplete because the movie's still in theaters. Uh, but then we will get into our own personal likes and dislikes of the film. Uh, then after the review, that was <laughs> we're all going to play a game. You can't win them all. This week's <laughs> game is going to be... Uh, uh, two two spooks and a die. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah, dude! Two spooks and a die. Two spooks and a die. And then after the game, uh, we're gonna tell you to fuck off because next week's movie's Chillerama. Yeah. No wheel. Yeah. No wheel. <laughs> no wheel. All right. Sue, so, as I said before, uh, we all went to go see 2023's Talk to Me, and. Uh, on its opening week, and mm-hmm. here's the synopsis. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an, an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. After that, the mother of the two children involved learns all too well that bad associations spoil useful habits. Um, 
Name that scripture. <laughs> Here's my review. Talk to me is definitely a gripping movie and has a masterful use of tension. The film slowly takes you by the hand into a real life ghost story that feels very grounded in our reality. I had two puns. I was, I just yeah. To... <laughs> I All right. Uh, the characters we follow are empathetic, believable, and well acted. Maybe it's just me, but I believe that we all have felt like a grieving and troubled teen before. The setting of Adelaide, Australia was a w very welcoming and fresh place to be in for a horror film. One of my best friends is from there, and now I can feel like I've been there, all for the price of a movie ticket. So I don't have, <laughs> I don't have to go visit him. So. No, we don't have to go now. Nice. Adelaide. <laughs> the city of evil, Adelaide, Australia. Uh, the themes this film presents are thought-provoking without drowning you in allegory. It raises questions about how mental health issues like debilitating depression can affect others around you. The film has a runtime of 95 minutes, which seems perfect. All the scenes are well-paced, and the tension built during the talk-to-me scenes is palpable and shockingly believable. Maybe it's because this movie is right up my spooky alley, or maybe it's recency bias, but this movie has shot up to be possibly the best horror film of the year. That's why I'm giving this film 9.0 sucked feet out of 10. <laughs> I knew someone was going to take sucked feet, so I, I came yeah. up with a different one. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, what's your review? All right. Uh, Talk to me was my first horror experience in a theater. My anxiety was in full swing as my buddy and I entered the theater, walked to our seats to find that someone was sitting in them, sat in someone else's seat, had to move, and then proceeded to anxiously kill a large popcorn by myself while sitting next to a stranger that couldn't control his flatulence. Despite these unfortunate circumstances, I learned one thing. Horror movies are meant to be seen in the theater. This film was original and thought-provoking. The concept of paranormal is presented in a fresh, compelling way, and I have to give a hand to the writers for that. There is one specific plot point that's a bit confusing to wrap your head around, but they manage to drip in rules and context without a shameless exposition dump. By the end of the movie, when I was finally catching on to the way it all worked, I was so busy being in the moment that I was genuinely shocked by what, in hindsight, seemed like a pretty obvious conclusion. It's a fantastic movie that dives deep into trauma and the way we can use it as a weapon against ourselves and also others. A24 doesn't seem to be interested in involving themselves with shallow films, and Talk to Me has kept that tradition going, and I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 off-limits vaginas. Yeah, nice. Nice. Hey, nice, uh, Ryan, or Ian, not Ryan, I already talked to you. Read it again, uh, Talk to Me was talk, my first horror experience. Uh, <laughs> Ian. Uh, uh, this movie was dope. Um, it was directed, filmed, and edited really well um and for like a feature length debut for these guys like i'll definitely be looking forward to their future work mm -hmm. um the effects are great and it had this very effective and piercing audio throughout the movie too um there wasn't really a character i didn't like it was funny and un unsettling um and this kind of movie pretty much rekindles my love for going to the theaters um i'll usually forget a scene in a movie after like watching it after like an hour and there this movie had like scenes i'll always like remember like they're ingrained in my mind um mm -hmm. similar to like hereditary um 
So I may have some bias because I have such a love for like psychological, like supernatural horror, but mm -hmm. I definitely would recommend it. So oh, yeah. I am giving this 9.4 bad drug trips. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. No. Emily. Um, I'm glad that the trailer didn't give away too much. It definitely was misleading. Um, not as misleading as something like Hereditary, but it's set me up for a better movie than I thought it was going to be. I love the original twist on the Ouija board, and it, there were just a couple of choices at the end of the movie that uh, were a little off-putting to me, but overall, I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful movie, um, and I give it 8 out of 8. 8. Point eight out of eight. Out of eight. Eight, eight out of eight. That's my new scale. Perfect. 8.8 .8 out of 10 toes. Toes. Ouija board? Can you burn a Luigi board? What is a Luigi board? My friends did a Luigi board and it mentioned me. Uh other Jake, you just watched you just walked out of the theater. So talk to us about this film. Yeah, I just got out of the theater um, like probably an hour ago. Well, hour, hour and a half ago, maybe um, I put I put off going to the theater because I haven't been to the theater in so long, too. I think pre covid, I oh, have wow. I haven't been to a theater. So I was like, ah, I just kept I was supposed to do it yesterday. And then I was like, today, I'm just going to not watch the movie <laughs> and listen to them talk about it and then get excited to go watch the movie. But then I woke up and I dragged myself to the theater and uh, the theater was empty uh, oh. and they still made me pick my seats. Yeah. And I was just like, you pick, man. I don't I don't care. Yeah. So he <laughs> just gave me a generic a generic seat. But I was there by myself. So it was great. It was like a living room. It was creepy with the audio, though. Um, yeah, which I think the audio is great anyway. Like Ryan said, I agree so much with what he said. Um, our sim, our situations being similar, I don't. I've never been like a big go to see a horror movie. Like I've always been like in my mind, I was like, well, no, horror movies are great. Like with friends at your house at like a party or something, or mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm. that. And so they are. I've, they it, are. Uh, that that is a great secondary location, but I agree so much that um, the audio. And the visual aspects of it too, and just that loud, disembodied, like I don't know. It's just a it's a good experience, and this movie made it it's so great. Um, throughout uh a lot of care was taken. Um I think a lot of the stuff I like, the subtleties of something that doesn't even this movie, like it didn't go even as far as hereditary where it was like more occulty stuff it didn't show you any iconography or yeah. any like it was so personal to people's life stories and how you would get involved in yeah in some sort of mediumship or something like that it's uh it used its uh the actor as well and like i said it was just a subtle take on something so supernatural um, and I thought that was really good. Uh, it surprised me in a lot of those ways. Uh, I would give it a 10, but it's just so early. I, I got to do some rewatching and some thinking and some processing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to give it an even nine uh, embalmed thumbs up. Nice. Hell yeah. That's nice. Great. Let's go. All right. Everybody well, over nine at least. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. nine and up. Yeah, it was well, a good movie. Uh, no, Emily was 8.8. 8.8. .8. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Fuck you, Emily. <laughs> I guess eight out of eight. That's a ten out of ten. Yeah, I, that's I guess. True. <laughs> so Ryan, uh, what are you giving the spook factor of this film? It was scary. Uh, it was it was pretty scary, but it still doesn't get to the hereditary level for me. Um, hereditary, just there was something about the emotional dread that it built i think it did a little bit better of a job with that in hereditary but it's not that i think that talk to me failed at that i just don't think that was its main goal no you know you obviously felt for uh mia um but it wasn't like the punches in the gut that you were getting along with the the horror yeah of hereditary so um i gave it a 7.5 out of 10 frenched bulldogs (laughs) 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 pretty spooky though yeah yeah definitely pretty spooky i think it's i I, when when humor breaks it up it yeah that definitely helps um i i scored evil dead rise a little bit higher than this okay i think evil dead rise scared me a little more than this one did but this one it was definitely it it moved the needle for sure yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't know i didn't because it was it was especially especially it's all practical and i didn't know if that was Mm going to have more of an but i mean evil dead rise is pretty practical nothing you don't see it's not like it where you can see clear cgi yeah yeah which you'll hear from the future from us. Yeah. People did yeah. Rise. yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. That hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spooky. Okay. Well, since since it's a new movie, I don't want to talk about it too much without kind of having a spoiler warning. So let's get into spoilers. Hey everyone, Ryan here, and I'm here to tell you about us, Horophobia, the spooky movie review podcast. Uh, Now, we love doing this show for you guys weekly, absolutely free of charge, but if there's something you want to do to support us, there's many ways you can do that. Uh, One of those ways would be to tell a friend, because word of mouth travels faster than you think. Uh, Another huge way would be to leave a review on our podcast on either Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, That helps because it really will boost us up the algorithm and allow us to be more visible so more people like you who enjoy the podcast uh, will be able to find us. And we also have our Patreon at patreon.com slash horophobia. There you will find all of our tiers and the benefits you will get for subscribing to them. And then we have our socials, uh, Twitter at HorrorphobiaPod, Instagram at HorrorphobiaPodcast, and our Facebook is Horophobia, a spooky movie review podcast. So thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so Ryan, I, I want to hear more about the fact that you, someone took your seats and you guys didn't try to sit in your own seats because it was just so when we first walked in all right so we show up at the theater it is fucking packed like absolutely packed and i'm like dude 
and but we looked online and there was a bunch of seats available and then i look and i can see everyone's dressed in pink that's walking in so everyone's <laughs> oh, going to see no. barbie so i'm just like okay like we're good right so we picked two seats in the back i i chose the very back row because i was going to try to take notes and i didn't want to distract anybody yeah and uh so it was like the aisle seats in the very back we go back there and there's just like one dude just sitting there but the entire row was still open so i was like well whatever you know what i mean but so we sat in some seats but then the back row started to fill up and fill up and fill up and then eventually like these two girls came up and we were sitting like in their seats and so we had to move down and so I sat next to the guy who's in my seat. Mm. Yeah. And all he did all film long was just fart. Just the <laughs> entire fucking time. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was just talking to his butthole. And not even audible ones, just those silent ones <laughs> that you can tell he's got a shit. Oh. Like where it's just like, dude, like it just smells like fucking death. And I'm like, <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. But Regardless of that, I was able to focus on the movie. I wasn't able to take notes. It was too dark of a movie to be yeah. able to see my notebook. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I we sat in the back row of our screening, too, and I, for the same reason, but I didn't end up taking any notes. I just kind of, I got out of the theater, and, like, I had a few thoughts that I just jotted down, and I thought about it more, and I jotted more down, and I just kind of did it that way. Mm. Um, especially because yeah. I noticed somebody that was on their phone in our aisle. I'm in we were the back row, but I could like in my peripheral, I could see it and it bothered me. So I was like, I don't yeah. Want to be that guy. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess, and I guess we can kind of talk about the box office gross and the critical reception, but I mean, especially with, like you said, there's not much box office gross, but it didn't make more, uh, this opening weekend than it was expecting to. They were expecting yeah. like they were not expecting it to make. I think it made ten million in America. It's at twelve right now. There was yeah. it was a a budget of four point five, and it's at twelve million right now. Um, so it's you know it's doing good so far. It's going to be there for a while. I don't even think this is counting international yet. So, uh, you know, it's I mean, it's on a good pace. It's made its money back either way. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sure they're quite happy with it. Um. Emily, uh, Emily's pulled up some reviews, so let's get some stuff, uh, some information about the critical reception. So far, the critical reception, it's 95% on Rotten Tomatoes um, mm. and 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.9 out of 5 on Google reviews. A lot of people pew, pew, pew. did not, <laughs> either didn't get it or... I mean, three point nine out of five is pretty good. Oh yeah, like, I guess so. They were like just like they were rating the ad campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pretty much. <laughs> mm. Um, and someone called it the smile of twenty twenty three, which I think is a pretty good yeah um, comparison. Yeah, I mean, I think smile feels more derivative, but it does. Whenever people have talked to me about smile, one of my main you know big pros about that movie is that it's it's allegory but it doesn't beat you over the head with in this like i said in this review it's kind of the same thing where it's yeah it's it's elevated horror but it's not cunty about it and it's not because like elevated horror can get really 
really um expository yeah mm-hmm. and and especially when you get into like alex garland's men and some of that it just gets it's allegory out the wazoo but it's it's i don't know it's frustrating to watch sometimes because some some of the allegory doesn't even really have a meaning so it kind of ceases mm-hmm. to be allegory at that point yeah um but this one is you know the my only thing when i was watching it was trying to figure out whether or not it was for trauma or drug addiction or uh mental mental illness because it kind of seemed like it was going between all three of those uh i listened i listened to an interview or i i read an interview with the guys the raka raka brothers or whatever that wrote this and they said that what inspired it was watching videos of kids getting really you know high off what whatever drugs i'm guessing k2 or spice because uh, okay. I've, I've heard about the same kind of experiences on that. Because, Salvia. Yeah, because they they were saying that people were smoking something and they started like getting like seizures, and everybody around them was just laughing and not concerned about their well being, and they were just recording mm-hmm. them, and that's kind of what inspired the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, so, there were. Yeah. I mean, there were so many like hints of like drug addiction in this movie yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then and then like later on in the interview, he said that the his main his main idea was thinking about debilitating depression and how it affects the others around you so it kind of seems like it's it's kind of all of those kind of mixed in together i mean those often yeah. live together yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah but like especially with the when it when i watched when i saw the kangaroo season uh scene early in the movie i was like that's when i i was like i think this is about depression because it's yeah. you know it, it was like her doing the selfish thing and not putting something out of it's you know something that's clearly crying for help and she's just going around it and i was like so that's when i first started thinking it was about that and uh but yeah like like i said the interview i read kind of backed it up i was gonna say that was that was my i think that i brought my kind of bias into it which i feel like this movie like uses a lot of those points as a device for all of those like meanings uh so i've been reading a lot of philip k dick so i've been in the space of mental illness yeah, yeah. um yeah so i've I, I was just reading the third in the Vallis trilogy which is the transmigration of timothy archer and like there's so much like in his writing it just comes through that like those spiraling like i don't know like the the mental space you're in when you're in depression or i don't know i was just in that space so seeing a lot of that stuff like and i think like ian said there's a lot of drug allegory too um there were definitely scenes of that but that also those go hand in hand um like the i also this week have been doing like uh like we've been doing like uh for the united way like i've been touring uh like yesterday they had us tour like the mental health association and like some like community outreach stuff for like mental health and homelessness and mission work and like seeing those people and how mental illness affects people and their day-to-day and how they can just you know their perspective was like 
I mean, it was a lot. So, like, seeing this movie and being in that headspace, there was a lot of stuff to take in as far as that goes. But I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I think you can take that and kind of put whatever meaning you can, and other people will probably do breakdowns and they'll mm-hmm. have an hour long thesis on what they thought it meant. So, yeah, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm like, like Emily said, they all kind of intermingle and kind of go in and out of each other anyway. Um, and kind of whatever meaning you derive, you drive what. Ryan farting into the microphone. <laughs> no, I didn't fart. Jake moved his mic again. I, 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 I don't believe you. You can't hear me. No. 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 Jake. Like, like other, other Jake. Jake. Did you slide your mic when you were talking? I moved my mic. Yeah, yeah. it sounds I like a fart it. every time you do it. So <laughs> Is that it? It didn't do it that time. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's only when you're doing it it's only when you're doing it naturally you can't force it yeah. <laughs> can't force the part i'm fidgeting i'm fidgety well let's, uh, let's so start fun. our walkthrough of the film for sure um so uh we have a young man cole stumbles through a crowded house party as he attempts to locate his brother duckett who is injured and while Cole is escorting him out, Duckett stabs Cole before fatally stabbing himself. The first scene is, it's like a it's house party. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we should have got that uh, drop. <laughs> Why didn't we get that drop? Damn, the first scene, uh, it's like a house party. And like, yeah, this dude Cole like comes in and like desperately looking for his brother who's locked himself in a room. And when he breaks it, breaks it down, uh, you know, this dude's, duck it he's fucked up and it's a pretty shocking scene to start out a film with like the stabbing scene when he stabs himself in the head was just whoo like, yeah yeah it was wild yeah I remember that not yeah and, <laughs> and like he's trying to drop that in yeah for sure for sure somewhere <laughs> in this part of the of the show <clears throat> I'll, just, I'll just clip that of you saying it and i'll just drop it in <laughs> um Worth it. <laughs> derail this fucker so, i missed this part because the line was really long <laughs> with the barbie movie so oh. i'm oh no. you're Did spoiling you it, it for me no, no i i i caught her up with it but i just kind of i told her i was like this guy went looking for his brother found his brother his brother said something about their dad uh saying that hit the guy that found him has been doing has been a bad person or something like that and then mm-hmm. the, the other brothers like our dad's been dead for nine years or something like that. he says something yeah like that. and then they he walks out and then the guy doesn't follow him and then kind of walks out of scene and then he stabs him i made oh, him yeah. say that to me like three times in the movie that whole thing he just said didn't hear most of what he said and then i just said okay uh, <laughs> oh okay so you just heard it for the first time heard, and i was like <laughs> okay Thank you so much for catching you got me. Got so much information. I appreciate it. I, I like appreciate. how it's. I like how it started out with them him being like, "Get off your phones, like put your phones away." Oh yeah, yeah, because like everyone that, was filming it. Yeah, that was a that was a theme that carried through the whole movie. Was like, uh, like I, I wish you people would have been real friends to like, like he was. Yeah. He thought he was. He thought he was around friends. Like that's yeah. why. Like 
you know they'd there sit were, and do something like that but it's there like there were a lot of not real friends in this movie oh yeah oh like, yeah there were a lot of people but this was the first movie that for some reason it makes me really uncomfortable when people use technology like iPhones in movies. I don't know why, because they've been around for like 20 years now. I get something. the same thing. It's it's yeah. so strange because before uh-huh. the last few years, they were never part of movies, really. Exactly. Yeah, they like kept them out even though they've modern. been in our lives for forever. Uh-huh. Um, now it's so ubiquitous. I guess just to, like, because we're out. such fucking hipsters. We're getting old. I know. I, I, I always like get like a little weirded out when I hear like like something about phones and like 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 or texting in a song i know yeah yeah, exactly yeah same concept to me like yeah when someone mentions twitter or something (laughs) even though we've been using it for like most of our lives at this point i mean not anymore r.i.p twitter i guess Uh, yeah x x x throw your x up this was the first movie that it didn't bother me because i think it was an important part and yeah I, i think they used it well yeah no i mean like i did definitely i mean we haven't gotten into it yet so i guess i'll hold back what i'm gonna say oh okay well i'll keep moving um it introduces all of our main characters pretty quickly um we have so 17 year old mia is struggling with the second anniversary of her mother Rhea's suicide and her emotionally distant relationship with her father max she finds solace in her best friend Jade's family, consisting of Jade's mother and little brother Riley. The mother is the chick from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took um, me forever to figure that Aunt out. Aunt Rachel from Lord of the Rings. Aunt Rachel. No way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we, used to, we used to say that she looked like uh, Ian's aunt. Rachel. Oh, really? Oh, Ian's aunt? Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, I yeah, can, yeah, I can see that. See that. And she doesn't I look so much now, but she, she yeah. did back then. When she's yeah, a redhead, I've never, she doesn't look as well. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, so. You haven't no. seen Lord of the Rings? No. All right. Your <laughs> girlfriend has. All right, let's talk about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I, I couldn't nail down where she looks so familiar from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's the one that wants Aragorn, but uh, he doesn't want her. Yeah. Is she an Aussie? <laughs> or a New Zealander? Or? Uh, I don't yeah, know. I she's, she's an Aussie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I moved my Ask, ask Nathan. Um, yeah, if he knows her, probably yeah, ask if he knows her. Reach out, reach out. <laughs> right down the street from one another. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like they have there's this small, like broken family kind of. Um, but you know, they the mother is like real fiery, and you know, the the there's a good relationship between Mia and even like the little brother Riley. Yeah. There's a like a a big sister like a second big sister relationship they have there we see that with like them driving singing see you together yeah singing the swing from the chandelier song yeah. <laughs> um that's where this uh the the kangaroo scene you were talking about comes up uh what was it about that that kind of hit you jake that you were talking about the like like why specifically did that make you think of like depression well, I mean, I guess it it could also be you could also think it was drug addiction, but that was just my thought when he was saying like it's suffering, you got to put it out of its misery, and she's like no, and she yeah. just drives around it. Is because yeah. I feel like when you see when a lot of people see family members struggling with shit like that, they kind of just don't even want to talk about it. They just kind of skirt around it, and they kind of oh. trick themselves into thinking that that's the loving thing to do, but it's really not. Um, gotcha. 
so that I just I don't know. Like I said, you could you could make that connection to uh, all three of those if you really want to, but I took it as like dealing with people with mental illness and just kind of going around gotcha. the problem. I think what she said after too is like another like another car will come, like another another person will come and deal with this. Mm. Like, yeah. mm, not my problem. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Speak and, up about this, like. And then I think that circles back, like it it ends. It kind of culminates at the end. We'll get there with like that same imagery and the same idea of, you know, a roadway and the kangaroo and stuff. So, mm. um, but that did stick out to me the way it tied that, that up. Uh, the fact that she was like, someone else will, someone else is going to come along. Like right. this thing is suffering, but it's not like, it's not my business. Like it's not my responsibility. Like I can't do it. Which, yeah. like, you kind of empathize with because it's like at that point you know uh, a little bit about you know her experience. Like, oh wait, do we? I don't know if we know yet that. Oh uh, yeah, we, no, we, I we, think I I don't I don't think we know anything about the, like the second anniversary of her of her mother's death. I don't think okay. we know that yet at this point because I think our first time seeing her is when she picks up Riley. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, we're not, in the car. Yeah. So you don't you don't empathize with her like. I think it's a good uh, for her personality I, too because you the whole movie you try to decide whether you like her or not or like or not. You saw, you, there was like there was an accidental it was Australian a little accent Australian there, accent just slipped in there. <laughs> just slipped it in there. Thanks for rubbing off on me. Um I think this is the... if you're so good at it. <laughs> you're really bad at accents. Why are you good at this? Sorry, that's one not... of his best friends. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Shout out uh, Nathan. You've made him the man he is today. Yeah, um, he's not like fucking subscribed to our Patreon though. I know that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say too, I think this is the first time you get kind of this gurgling, like gestative sound that kind of carries throughout the film. Um I noticed that maybe I, I don't know if this scene specific. I think I did. I think that was the first time I picked up on it. There's like this gurgling. I don't know. Like I think they they carried on later when like there's some flesh to flesh scenes or like there's some hand scenes. Like there's this bubbly like gurgling low sound. That yeah, uh, the sound of, usage was great. Yeah, some of the, the whole thing. Scenes. Uh, did anybody have any character at the you know? from the main ones in the family anybody have any character that kind of stood out to them from the beginning they kind of attached to i like the mom the best yeah she was she was charming said yeah. she said funny things yeah you know she was a hard ass but like you could tell it was like coming from a place of love what's the friend's name mia or jade jade mm. Yeah. I think she looks like lord but i think i was just imposing i mean lord's oh, yeah, not yeah. No, yeah 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 Kind of like Lady Bird-esque. She leaned over to me in the theater and she didn't say she looks like Lord. She says, why does everyone look like Lord in this movie? <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I guess they all look like Lord. It was an, I didn't see any separate faces. They all just look like Lord. I think, I think Mia was great. And uh, mm-hmm. like her like her character i liked her outsider like that was another thing too is like they were doing that like 
like a uh, foster kid type thing where it was almost like yeah. they have a good relationship, but it's also like a, uh, like a hazy relationship, like to where it's like, you'll, you'll talk a little shit and like, you'll poke each other a little bit, yeah, which, which is great. And the kid, I don't know. I don't know who the actor was, but like the, one of the two halves, the non-black, uh, like people who had the hand, he oh, reminded oh. me. He reminded me of like the main kid in Recess. Oh, yeah. Talking and, about, the, uh, I think her her name is Haley. I, I, that was a chick. I'm pretty sure. Zoe. Oh no. no! I think Haley was the right name, but I think it was a dude. I think it's not. Was I it? think I think probably non-binary. I think they, probably not binary, but I think they used she in the movie. Oh, Did maybe they? I don't know. I feel like they said he. Oh. I think they. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't I pick up he, on that. I you know, let I, me vet that real quick. Oh yeah, Google says uh, actor. Hey, well, oh. female actor, male actor. Yeah, I think they, they kind of changed, changed that. To like the they same changed thing. that nomenclature earlier, I suppose. Yeah. Um, let's figure this out. I mean, I thought she was a girl, but I thought also, but the uh, any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking Zoe, wall and say fuck Zoe cock in my room or a donkey dick. <laughs> Zoe Terrets, Terakis. She identifies as non-binary and transmasculine. Ha. Okay. Pretty sure it's supposed to be. Yeah, but what's the character? I feel well, like yeah, that's I what I mean. It's the same thing. Like, the, I, it seems like the the character is non-binary. Yeah. Okay. I feel like All she's right, well, like. I'll just. I will do my best to refer they, to them as they from now on. They on. had great bangs, and they reminded me of the main kid from Recess. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I except, that. except, he doesn't yeah. have a backwards red hat. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> Harry had under that hat, though. Oh, yeah. TJ. Right? Is that yeah. TJ from Recess? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, their uh, name is uh, Haley, right? Haley. Haley is my favorite. Haley was great. Yeah. Just funny. Like the way, like. Uh, they would say like jog on. It's like that was like my that's like my favorite way of like saying like fuck off. Like jog on, fuck off. Without without saying yeah. fuck off. Jog yeah. on, fuck off. Jog uh, on. Joss was the friend uh, that was also kind of in on it. But so Mia, Jade, and Riley all sneak out to a party hosted by Haley and Joss. Uh, the main attraction is a mysterious severed and bald hand, which they use to conjure spirits by lighting a candle and saying talk to me which allows them to meet the spirit. Next, they say, I let you in for full possession. The candle is blown out after 90 seconds to close the door. Otherwise, the spirits will stay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There are very clear rules for this. Um, It was, it's easy to dissect if you want to, to be like, well, how do they know all this, whatever, but I just choose to believe that it's knowledge that's been passed down. Um, because we grasp it. <laughs> it's the only rule you need to know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so it's this, it's this hand that's just kind of it. It stands up on the table. It's got the handshaking, you know, uh, gesture, and there's like little words written all over it. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch what a lot of them were. Did anybody mm-hmm. catch any of them? No. I'd have to like look at it again. Um, but 
It was uh, apparently was supposed to be like the hand of a, a medium, like the severed hand of a medium severed that had a hand connection. Of some type of spirit spiritualist, yeah. Yeah, so some kind of a connection to the afterlife, uh, yeah. and it's been embalmed. Um, and so they're playing this game, but then it's also kind of like a drug, because when they do it, they talk about how it's like this euphoric feeling, like they feel yeah. like they're like a bright light, and uh, you know, that's the only reason why it's it's obviously terrifying to the people around, but when the spirit exits the body it's like they are laughing and they feel great whatever so i think that's that's where the drug allegory would come in if that was intended or not um yeah because once again, they're taken over they are just in a feeling of euphoria kind of yes because they they're they're now on autopilot and yeah. the spirit is controlling the body yeah. yeah saying things but also what i found interesting is that the spirit spirit has the memories of the person that they're inhabiting yeah. So it knows things about them. Yeah. Find it interesting. So I think the only person that does it from the original group is Mia. Yeah. In the first, first she's Yeah. She is possessed by a spirit that threatens Riley. Uh, Mia, while being possessed, looks over at Riley, the little brother, and says, like, he's behind you. Like, or, and he starts, like, you know, screaming at him and Tell stuff. Him to run. Run, yeah, run, run, See, run, run. I'm gonna split you yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of threats. Um, uh, Ryan, what's up? How much money would I have to pay you if this was a real thing to to do it? How much money would you have to pay me? You're not gonna do it for free. I'm pretty sure. No, I wouldn't. Uh, enough to where I'd never have to work again. Really? Yeah. I. What, what about? What if what if it's just grab the hand and say talk talk to me? You don't have to say let me in. All right, let you two, two beers, that, two beers, and I'll do it. No, <laughs> because that would fuck up my entire life. Like that would, dude. I would like going forward. It would change my entire time, perception though. of life. Yeah. What if I buy? It's you, like, like doing a brand acid, dude. new like mailman uniform, <laughs> a new mail truck. <laughs> I don't want to no. know. I actually was going to ask you guys. Like, I feel like you would just do it because you'd be like, this is bullshit. Oh, I definitely you just want to prove yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. So what would be yeah, your I've... reaction if it was real? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like you, like you say, like, it seems to the spirit always seems to have like knowledge. But it's it seemed like unreliable knowledge like the whole mm -hmm. he uh he doesn't want to touch you or whatever to to lord uh when he's <laughs> to lord. um like i don't believe that and and there's yeah. nothing in that written the rest of the movie really made me believe that he was like that you don't, you no, don't but the, yeah. the, the spirit knew enough to know that that was like they were dating. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, you and I mean, mean, it would just be the proof of a video recorded of you saying something that, that you don't remember because yeah. you're like blacked out, mm -hmm. having a great time outside your body. That's true. I feel like that. Would yeah. Be yeah. And I, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, it, seeing is believing. So if I see it, I believe it. So like, I if I, I recorded would you freak out you, a little bit or would you think I, it was cool? Uh, a little bit of both, probably. 
<laughs> I think it's like uh, I, there was such a like a randomness to like even in in film it was like one of the funner scenes was them just getting a random spirit like yeah. It, yeah. it was more of like the greek uh word for like like daemon like more daemon because like they didn't assign good or evil to the spirit it was just a spirit yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't like you and no matter what you're getting is like well i think the likelihood it doesn't seem like those spirits are in a great place so i wouldn't like count on getting a good experience but no matter what i wouldn't i wouldn't trust it like it's yeah. it's from somewhere else it's like it's it's yeah. an, my reality is so based on what my senses tell me which philosophically i mean gets you into a whole I mean, another can of worms. I but. would probably start the show Ghost Adventures if it happened to me because I feel because I love this shit. I just don't believe in it. So if Literally, I started believing it, I'd just probably like, all right, right I'm a ghost guy now. I'm just gonna go find ghosts. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's on our TV right now. That would feel so. <laughs> fun. Yeah. I love that. I become Zach Bagans. Bagans. Like I'm wearing <laughs> that. I think I'm wearing that shirt too. Like I think the roster for the spiritual word Zach Bagan shirt. That's amazing. Like I feel like the roster for the spiritual like world is like too deep that I'm like, oh, you could have one of these experiences and then never have one again, and that would be like a funny joke. And it'd be like, yeah. oh, your life was a fucking waste, and that's the joke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want I, either gosh, way. I <laughs> Reality. <laughs> uh. So Mia goes over the 90 second limit because the spirit fights back when they try to get the hand, the hand off of her. Um, so it goes a little bit past the 90 second deadline, which they had said before with these rules that it's going to want to stay if that happens. Mm -hmm. um, this is important for later. Now, the group plays again at Jade's house the next night where young Riley volunteers. He is possessed by Rhea's spirit or so we think, who speaks to Mia. Uh, Mia stops the group from blowing out the candle, and the time limit is exceeded because she wants to talk to her past mother. Uh, Riley's body is overtaken by the spirits, and he brutally smashes his face and nearly takes out his own eye. He is hospitalized while the rest of the group is traumatized. Mia, now haunted by visions of the ghosted Rhea, is turned away by Jade and her mother, Sue, who blame her for Riley's injuries. This entire scene was fucking bananas. It was. So good. It was the yeah. best scene of the movie, I think. Yes, I loved I it. Yes. When he tried to, like, uh, claw his own eyeball, it was, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Awesome. I started, like, kicking the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, my no! hands were over my head. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I love being in that theater by myself because I was expressive. Oh yeah. yeah, that's the best part about going to a movie theater to see a horror movie is just like hearing everybody else just yeah. the gas groan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and laugh. Like I mean, and, and, I feel like a lot of people yeah. laugh during a lot of this oh, movie. Yeah, I was making jokes and it was killing, dude. I just, yeah. just I, I would I would make jokes and just freaking chuckles all over. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you can feel the ebb and the ebb. I felt like a king, dude. That's uh, like he likes seeing <laughs> horror movies um in theaters now because people. Are not... yeah. Well, because I I wasn't doing it like I was whispering them to to my friend, but people just heard it and they yeah. were like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the you know they start out with like it's just like fun, like everyone's just you know going around 
doing it like drugs. Yeah. Uh, I also passing love that around. scene where it was the like montage of them. Yes. Laughing. When she's got the, or sorry, uh, uh, they, what the fuck is their name? Uh, Haley. Uh, Haley. 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 Haley has the, uh, she's got the, the hand. God damn it. I'm going to keep saying she. I was, I was born in the 90s. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here. Uh, you know what's funny, too, is <laughs> the spirits. Like, if you're reading through the Wikipedia, like, anytime they mention demons, it's they're talking about they, too. So it's like, wait, is he talking about the demons or is he talking yeah. about this <laughs> non-binary <laughs> individual? Yeah, no fucking clue. But um, uh, they have the hand and with the joint in it and they're smoking out. Uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was super funny. Yeah. Uh, well, even the, uh, like, the the imagery of the lighter hitting every time they light the candle was yeah. so like, I almost felt that that was like, un like too like, it's almost like a red herring for the, the drug allegory of the film. It's like, well, maybe this isn't about drugs because it's so on the, on the nose. Yeah. Right. And usually like I was expecting this movie to not be so on the nose, but maybe that well, there was might be, high. We talk there might be like the about. obvious allegory that people like casual watchers can find and then the deeper one that you know if you really look into it like you know i think i think there's layers to all this kind of thing yeah multi-layer I mean, you can you can find you can find whatever kind of allegory you want really it's just you know art is meant to be interpreted in different ways so whether or not it meant that if it can be interpreted that way to you i think it's 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 just as valid yeah i mean and like i said like through the interview we do know that those were for sure inspirations like the drug thing is definitely an inspiration yeah like yeah he openly says that like he was thinking about debilitating depression how it affects others while he was writing it like we know that i mean the only thing that they haven't 100 confirmed is mental illness i suppose but like i kind of just or not mental illness um trauma but like that's kind of inherent through a child that their mother possibly killed themselves and you became like you become a troubled child because of it, you know. Well, even the opening scene with uh Duck or whatever is Ducket or Tucket Duck or whatever. It. Ducket. Uh like that was like I think he was like asking about his dad and it's it's family trauma. So it's like it's almost like the betrayal of someone close to you as well like it there's those whispers in your ear that affect your view on someone who you feel like m may have a like like blame you and that like what i was talking earlier with philip k dick like uh that last book of the villas trilogy seems like it's all about that like what you put on the people closest to you because of your grief um can be like some of the worst shit so right i, I definitely saw that in this movie um for sure but the drug like we were talking about this the scene that we're talking about um was i think the best case and the nail on the head moment for the drug allegory yeah i mean and they mm -hmm. definitely they definitely wanted to shoot it in that way where they're like let's shoot it like a party like with the music montage like and, uh and that so, 70 show yeah the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> the hand the hand is the camera and it's just yeah, it's just like spinning around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Grammy's boy. Um, uh, one of the other good good parts of that scene was when Daniel does it, and uh, you you had mentioned when he he looks at his girlfriend Jade and is like he hates it when you touch him, and then he looks over at Mia 
and he starts like licking his lips and like uh. he like falls mm. on the ground and starts dry humping the floor <laughs> <laughs> and then making out with the dog he makes out with the dog <laughs> yeah apparently uh they knew that they didn't want to hurt the dog and so that's why yeah. they, they get they take the dog out of the situation because while they're riding they're like we can't like if we keep the dog in the scene the dog's gonna die we gotta get the dog out of the scene and so they yeah do. and they said that a lot of people during screenings of this film they're like you better fucking not you know and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, we don't want we don't want to hurt dogs in our movies so. they just uh, turned that dog into a hoe and then they yeah, yeah. yeah. they heard a kangaroo though they did. Uh, but let's well, yeah, think kangaroos are like brilliant. are yeah, they're like deer here in America. Oh, yeah. You know. They're the just worst. see them dead <clears throat> on the side of the road all the time. So yeah, it, this was the this was the joke that I made. So when we see Riley's face after he fucks himself up in the hospital and it's like all swollen and shit, I Riley like leaned over bones and paper skin. Every morning I break <laughs> my legs. And every afternoon I break my arms. <laughs> I leaned over to my friend and I was like, I was like, his head looks like a stubbed toe. <laughs> and everybody fucking died in the theater and I felt like a king. Um, but yeah, he looked bad. Yeah, Looked real bad. Mom, obviously a very protective mother to begin with. Yeah. And now basically turns away Mia saying like you're not getting anywhere near him you're not welcome in this family anymore yeah um so seeking comfort from Jade's boyfriend Daniel whom she used to date uh Mia spends some time with Daniel says she doesn't want to be alone ends up they sleep in the same bed head to toe but uh their their middle parts are still touching mm. yeah me the important part yeah, <laughs> Mia sees a spirit in the corner of the room get up and start to suck Daniel's toes. However, <laughs> when Daniel wakes up, it's Mia that's sucking his toes. <laughs> and you start to get at that point. That's kind of when you start to understand that when you when you're seeing one of these spirits doing something, it's the person who is possessed that's actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when like when they see the spirit, it's just because they're having an out-of-body experience watching the spirit do it, but it's their physical body is actually doing it. So she's trying to wake up Daniel and she's like, There was a woman that was sucking your toes. And he was like, Yeah, I was fucking you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a woman. Yeah. And um so fucking he leaves. Uh Riley back at the hospital is still possessed. Uh, he attacks Jade and he starts to violently self harm against the. There's like he's like in the shower and he starts banging his head against the tile behind him. There's blood everywhere and he starts like slurping up the blood. It's some real fucked up shit. It is, yeah. <laughs> Great job. Agony until my heart attacks put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole oh. God, there was so and like the sounds that they were using, there was a lot of stuff. Like the sound of his head cracking was always it was so. It's like, it was like this frequency that hit your ears, like it made you cringe just from the sound alone. It was like then paired with the visual, almost. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed that too. And I can't remember where it is, but there's a scene where like Mia's like slapping herself in the face. Mm -hmm. That audio was fucking horrible. 
Like I hated it. The sound it of the like slap. Was slap. Oh, it was so bad. And the worst audio was Jade's fucking ringtone. <laughs> You're only crazy. I, I know somebody that had that ringtone, and I can't yeah. remember. Like my mom or something. I just Here's remember I, so often. Here's what I have to say about Crazy Frog. Okay, 2001 called. They hit the second tower. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Never forget. That's crazy. Man, I love Crazy Frog. I guess I I don't think I had a actual uh close friend that had it as a ringtone. So I just, I just remember watching the commercials for like download Crazy Frog. Reminds me of the roller yeah. rink. Never frog it. Yeah. Never forget. Crazy frog. Never, never frog it. Never frog it. <laughs> Is that going to be the the photo for this? Yeah. <laughs> never the frog, frog it. With the towers behind him? <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's somebody grasping the hands. It's, it's Dick Cheney saying, talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's fucking Osama's on the other side. He's like, you did this. <laughs> so. They walk into the darkness. So the friends, uh, the group of people that were doing this talk to me ritual, they tracked down Cole, the original guy from the beginning, uh, whose brother Duckett, you know, stabbed him and then killed himself. This is who they got the hand from originally. Um, well, they got got it from Duckett. Duckett said that he didn't need it anymore because he was seeing the spirits without them mm. or without the hand. So he obviously went over 90 seconds and now he no longer needs the hand to make that connection. Uh, Cole reveals that the spirits will weaken the longer they stay in Riley's body. So they need to wait it out, though. Mia fears the spirits will kill Riley before that. Mia deduces that they need to complete the ritual by blowing out the candle, which they failed to do the first time. Uh, they contact the spirit of a little girl who shows Mia a vision of Riley being tortured by the spirits. The unreliable narrative here was confusing, but mm. then when it all, like, as it, it reveals more information to you, it's not like you're missing a ton. It does give you time to catch up before revealing more, yeah. like, crucial information. Because I think they know, like, you're going to need a little bit of time to process yeah. some of the rules here. Um, okay. And, yeah, One go ahead. One of the parts that I don't really love about the movie is, when, is it Cole? That's the guy who gave them, or was the friend. That's, That's the, the guy, guy on the bus. Gave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cole was the brother. So Duckett yeah. gave them the hand. Cole, Cole was his brother. His brother. After they met with him and then they were at the bus station or the train station or whatever. Um, and Haley and her friend just left and then exited the movie forever. I kind of wish they would have <laughs> just like stayed in the movie or we saw some sort of like other exit. I yeah. I don't love that they Point. just like disappeared, but also that yeah. just shows that they're like how medium level people they are, where they just brought the hand in and then just disappeared, like and just left it. Like she kept ending up with the hand. I'm like somebody responsible. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. this somewhere. Oh yeah, Mia, Mia swiped the hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, they gave it back to her. 
Yeah, they didn't want it anymore. They saw what it would do. Oh, and they he just took it. They got yeah. it from her, and then they're like, actually, yeah, we're going to give this back to you. You seem like the person who can yeah. fix this. <laughs> honestly, come, going back to Fucking morons. the like drug allegory, someone who like introduces you to something like that, and then they're just like, okay, have fun, bye. Definitely. Yeah, kind of yeah they enable you and then realize you're, you're in over your now. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I don't want to fix you. Bye. Yeah. And even like, back to the scene where uh, Riley busted himself up like the 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 camera tracks with mia like kind of uh paced like right like yeah. eye level with her with the candle the background blurs and you see Haley and uh what's his face his yeah. friend what's his name ross ross that's not what i thought you said at first or no joss sorry joss joss. Haley are instantly like, we need to get our story straight like like fuck yeah. this let's let's bail like they're yeah. instantly looking for an exit on how to be like bad people in the situation they're like let's just get the fuck out of here we yeah. set this up we partied let's take this carnival you know down the road so they were me. the not good friends from the beginning of the movie you know what i mean yeah. like the like the, the same the people that yeah. were all Who filming duck it? yeah yeah <laughs> like filming duck it or whatever like it's the same type of people like they're, yeah. they're like oh we were just here to party like we don't like you yeah <laughs> like yeah you so know, maybe and now that this is getting about, serious, we're gone. I do yeah, like that about the movie because it keeps that narrative. Yeah, I, th- I think it like it parrots like what the spirits do too. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I think that juxtaposition of of that spirit world where they're all like devouring like a like a young spirit. Like it's almost like I thought when they started doing that. I'm like, well, maybe that's where they go when the spirit like uh like is in them they're blacked out like maybe they're in that like devoury like flesh rippy type like you know in between of the in between where it's like you don't have that memory until you're in a child and the child's memory is like getting ripped apart or like yeah. uh, like to where she's like I'll show it like my brain went there I like I've yet to piece together I'd have to watch it again and see what like what was like actually on screen i might be like just putting stuff together that's not there but um, i mean you saw it more recently than we did so it's true yeah but i think having some time to digest it does help a little bit and so i might be seeing things that aren't there like fucking spirits Uh (laughs) after after watching in a theater me and my friend were driving home talking about it and he had a question that i had a theory about but i wanted to run it past you guys uh he asked why don't the spirits just do what the little girl does where normally the person would have to say, I let you in. But in the case with when Mia is talking to the little girl in the hospital in front of Riley, Mm. the spirit says, I let you in. Mm. And like, and he was like, why don't the spirits just do that every time? And my theory was that Mia didn't even need the hand anymore. She was seeing spirits no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like she was already taken over. She was already possessed. And I don't think it's an individual possession. I think it's less of a possession and more of like she is now linked to limbo. Yeah, right. she's like so she's like on that, I guess not up, but like down. She's like in that realm kind of. Yes, yes, exactly. She's, she's like tuned she's, into that frequency. Her yeah, rods yeah, exactly. and stones can see, feel, hear. And so when the little girl spirit said, I let you in, it was bullshit. Like she 
could have showed her that with or without the hand is my theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was essentially what I think is they were letting her believe for a little bit that she was still in control yeah. to, for to, to a certain st- extent. Yeah. And uh, that hand represented that where it's like, well, if I still need the hand to talk to the spirits, then, then, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a grace period to that 90 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but no. there's not. It's, like, yeah. it's almost like a corrupted immune system. Like once they can get in, they can like get in. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the rules are bogus too. It's it's not it's not real. It's just like folklore. Yeah, you just right. it, it can be with that shit. It yeah. honestly can be used against you. The ninety so, could, could have just been like one of the first times that they had done it, and then that's when. The spirit started getting aggressive. It was around nine. Oh seconds. yeah, it could just be right. a rule that they, you know, an arbitrary time limit yeah. that they set based I'm, off of one experience. These are kids in their twenties, like their early twenties, that are making up these rules. They don't know that. They don't know anything. And I think the spirit yeah. realm is devoid of time, so it's like yeah. you're getting like like Jake said. It's like the first time. It's like oh shit went bad after like three minutes. Like that guy was in for thirty minutes and shit went like nuts. Like everybody oh, yeah. died in yeah. our village or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody died in the apartment building. Um, and it's like, well, we just learned from there to not let it go past yeah. this arbitrary time. But it's like, that's bullshit. That's just, you know, I did look right. at a picture of the hand and it's a bunch of different languages. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Hand. But it's, it's vague. One of I them like says, that they didn't. You know. I want to see you, but then Ooh. all the rest seem like different languages. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the one that I caught. That makes sense. Isn't that isn't that like George Harrison? Like uh the oh crap. Yeah. Doesn't he I have a song? I really wanna hear. Maybe. <laughs> Drop it in right there. No, sing, singing in an Australian accent. I think uh, yeah. To get rid of all this. Oh, it's his really it's his, it's George Harrison's solo album. But it reminds me oh, of, okay. he just kept keep saying like he almost like does like a bunch of different names for god uh and then he says i really want to see you i really want to see you lord and he's like i don't know just made me think of that making it sound so spooky (laughs) it is it's a spooky song and they played at work all the time and i'm like i like it made me want to look more into george harrison i know he had some interesting like spiritual beliefs again i'm diving into people from the 60s and 70s and their mental illnesses they had and interesting brush with Buddhism. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you're, you're reading an author that has time traveled. So that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I feel like I'm losing my mind. So this movie didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Not helping. So the story behind Mia's mother's death was told to Mia as an accident. It was told to her that she took too many sleeping pills on accident. And that her father, Max, was sleeping on the couch and that Rhea was trying to get help and that she had she had was scratching at the door after she took these pills and she had like wood in her fingernails. Um, this is revealed to be uh, something that Max was keeping from Mia as he reads the suicide note to Mia uh, and apologizes for having hidden it from her. Uh Rhea's ghost tells Mia that Max is lying Mm -hmm. before she's attacked by an evil spirit in the form of her father. And then Mia inadvertently stabs her real father in the neck with scissors. So 
unexpected for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This whole thing. And, you know, you don't know who to trust at this point. Like, because the thing is, is that the spirit of Mia's mother was right and that they they do take the form of people that you know and try to fuck with your head which yeah. was evident by this you know a fucked up looking max coming in and starting to choke mia yeah uh but then when the real max walks in mia was just laying on the ground gasping for air for no reason because she she was possessed and doing it to herself like that's the that's the whole thing like like we mentioned earlier whenever the spirit is doing something it's actually you doing it um and so when max leans down she grabs scissors and, and stabs him in the neck we don't uh do you have a specific scary you know like image or scene that like gate what made the rating that what it is as far as the spook, I would say the toe sucking woman in the corner, yeah, like standing up was probably the worst. That's for me, too. I think that was like the yeah, I didn't yeah, like, I didn't like it. it didn't scare me that much. I mean, it didn't scare me, but it definitely upset me the most out of it. It was upsetting it. that, and just the very first time she says, Talk to me, and they're like, You, yeah, we're you can, see. it likes you, yeah. Just the, the yeah. I think Daniel, Daniel did the best job with the possession, I think, as far as like reaction. Yeah. Like his like choking and stuff like that. Yeah, that was like scary. I think his was the most upsetting to watch. Yeah. 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 Them honestly, more so than the seeing the spirits, them with the black eyes and the way that they altered their face the tiniest amount to make them look more mm -hmm. hollow was scary to me. I didn't like those faces. I didn't I don't like black eyes or like mouths without teeth or whatever. That shit freaks me out. Mm. I don't like yeah. that. I mean I, I would sorry. I, I would I would say like Mia when she's like her first yeah, like possession yeah. or whatever like when she's like run run Super run run, 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 run. I'm like whoa run. what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. I might be able to do something similar to this hold on a second you don't have to we were just talking wait, wait, about wait. how scary it was are the lights off in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's good yeah that, for sure like what close? the fuck <laughs> there was some good sure. like barking in this yeah movie, oh yeah <laughs> like good like uh. Chomp, uh, chomping at people. Do, yeah. Do we think that the mother? It's not actually the mom, right? No. no. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. No, it's not. Um, and you find that out later. Yeah. Uh, because the the woman that's behind her, like on the hill in front of the the highway. Oh yeah. It's yeah. not not her mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Some fucked up looking chick. Yeah. Is it the first lady um, that she saw? The big lady? No, no. I think it was just a complete. That's like like later. like I said, it's not a specific demon that's possessing it. It's just limbo in general. Yeah, like yep. it's just they're just linked to that world yeah. now. They're everywhere. Don't fuck with that shit. Yeah, uh, which I also think is a pretty cool idea for possession. That it's not just one spirit. It's like oh. I do. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> different than. Yeah. Yeah. Except for like Insidious or something like that, but I mean that's yeah. even specific big guy. Right. Yeah, then it and, just turns into like a monster movie to me. Where it's like Yeah, kind of. I think it's fun to play with time and space like in a in like a realm that is could be de like devoid of both those things. It's like our perception doesn't matter. It's like you could be walking down a hallway and it closes in on you. Yeah. You yeah. could be in a wide open space that seems open until a candle gets lit and then it's like, well now I'm just in front of this thing or like so it's a dip into a reality that is not ours. So it's like it kind of the rules are shifty. 
which yeah. is fun to watch. So we know that the link that the spirits have to the people is something that will die down eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that might be dependent on how extra, how, how much longer you held the hand than you were supposed to. I think the reason why Mia's getting so haunted is because she literally slept with the hand mm-hmm. when yeah. she was talking to her, her mom. She, she did it herself and was like talking to her mother quotations um, and cuddled with her all night in a bed, holding the hand. So yeah. that probably like, sealed sucking its thumb. Is she little spooned. Yeah. She little spooned yeah, with, I, with the was, entire spirit world. I was kind of thinking <laughs> about that too, is honestly, I feel like most, most of the parts where they normalize the, the spirit more as she kind of casually just talking with her mother kind of mm-hmm. was upsetting in its own way yeah yeah you know, like just because it was like you're still i'm still so upset by seeing it but she's just like yeah mom yeah. uh so you sure you didn't do it she's like didn't do it <laughs> yeah she's like i didn't Uh-oh. kill myself your dad's a liar yeah. was it me uh was it me but yeah it's fucking so <laughs> after being told by Rhea that Riley needs to die in order to be set free. Mia tricks Jade and Sue into leaving the hospital and enters Riley's room, where he takes the appearance of a rotting spirit. Uh, but she finds herself unable to kill him. She goes in with the scissors mm-hmm. in their back pocket, the same ones she just stabbed her dad in the neck with. Meanwhile, uh, Jade finds her dad, realizes that her... F- brother is vulnerable to her friend and leaves uh-huh. her still alive dying <laughs> yeah friend's father and she's just like oh never mind someone i care about more is in danger and she just yeah, leaves and he's, he's just, like uh, uh, uh. he's laying there with his finger plugged in the hole yeah. and he's just like, uh, like hey no she's like oh fuck riley <laughs> i had, i had lost all hope she just she just drives she just drives around the kangaroo it's like, <laughs> not my problem yeah. uh but yeah so yeah so jade finds a bleeding max at mia's house and returns to the hospital just as mia leaves with riley in a wheelchair uh the spirit attempts to convince mia to push riley into oncoming traffic mia instead throws herself in front of traffic causing a car crash this is crazy why there are so many ways to kill someone inside a hospital. And she yes. hits him in a wheelchair. This is one of the parts that also brings me away from the movie. We're like you you put him in a wheelchair and then bring him to this. I road. mean, maybe in a limbo, your social currency is how cool you died. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. It's like having a good crime in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <Logan> <laughs> Sheila jumped in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a fucking roo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's obviously this fake out where you think that uh, Mia's about to throw Riley in the traffic, but the Riley, Riley was there. This is the part that did kind of confuse me is that so Riley was there. Riley was in the wheelchair being pushed down the hill. Yeah. But what Bia was seeing was just like some old spirit, right? And so 
when and we know that when you see a spirit doing something it's actually you that's doing it so when she thought she was throwing the spirit into the traffic was she sitting in the wheelchair at that point like you know what i mean like it's like yeah how did she get into the road well she i mean she throws herself into into traffic and i think like it's a it's it was kind of it makes sense because like the you know earlier with Duckett, like he killed himself like the the spirits for some reason want the people to kill themselves mm. um i don't know whether that whether they're hoping that they can take the body or whether they want more spirits there in limbo yeah uh whatever the case is for some reason they want the people to kill themselves i guess i didn't uh, get that i like i yeah, I didn't get that. I thought that they were still trying to kill Riley, but that makes sense that they were trying to kill her. I think they were. Well, they were Riley was more important, but like it was kind of like uh the next car came along and she was like Yeah. I think I, she had still had agency at that point to kill herself. So like, she over was Riley. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like but either way the demons were like, well, as a, it's almost like like Haley and Joss. It's like okay we're losing options with this kid she's fighting us let's just throw like let's throw ourselves over yeah. this cliff like yeah yeah like i mean i guess it's, it's weird because it can be interpreted so many ways the way i interpreted it is that mia did think she was killing riley but killed herself instead yeah mm. the yeah, same the be. same thing as like the that's the toe sucking thing where it's like mia thought that someone else was sucking the toes yeah. but she was sucking the yeah. toes Absolutely. Like I, I think she thought that the person that being thrown in the traffic was Riley mm. ended up being her. Yeah. She wakes up uh Dead. in the street. There's like all this wreckage all around her. And but she does have that glow to her. Like it's yeah. almost like a glowy a new like, death glow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh she looks over at the hill where they were standing and she sees Jade holding Riley. Yeah. Um Nobody seems to notice her, and then kind of like the whole scene kind of drops and like changes into like now all of a sudden she's in the hospital. Uh, she's wandering the hospital. She sees a fully healed Riley with Jade and Sue uh, leaving the hospital. Uh, as she as she sees her father Max, she attempts to reach him, uh, who survived his injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, she instead finds herself on the other side of another involved hand as party goers play the game realizing she has died and become a spirit herself i love the end of this uh, movie i love the yes quiet and confused. it was the other hand right like it was it yeah. was just a, a, a different hand because the first one was was a, a right hand and the second one was the left hand right i believe the, the, i didn't, I didn't yeah. pay attention to that yeah the yeah it was because they, they talked hand. about it earlier that that there was a there was a they say that there's another one out there yeah, right. they were the so, hands of Pee Wee Herman. Huh? No, <laughs> <Yeah>. topical. <laughs> topical. <laughs> we're getting a we're getting a bump from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Once I put the Pee-wee transcript in, Bun's house. Hashtag Pee Wee on the end of this shit. Yeah, um, I mean, I, in the interview, the the directors said they were that they're directing a new movie. And they hope that they get to make a talk to me too. So that it opens it for a franchise for sure. Yeah, this so can one hundred percent be a franchise. Yeah, which I'm assuming they have like an idea of like what type of person they want to put in this scenario again for a sequel. 
sure they've already like theorized it at least. Uh, mm-hmm. so. it's, it's definitely, yeah, and I mean, I think definitely it, it would be interesting to make another one because some, sometimes people want to make movies like this and kind of jump away from it. And like, yeah, you know, like Halloween, like John Carpenter, like had to get really fucked up to write Halloween too because he didn't want to. And yeah, it's nice that these guys are actually actually enjoy the story enough to want to continue it on. Yeah, right. It's interesting. I I would think it would be interesting to see, maybe like go through the story of what's going on with Mia in Limbo, and see what turns people into like these monstrous forms of themselves, these monstrous spirits that want to kill people. Because at this point, it doesn't. Yeah. Like she seemed kind of normal. Like she seemed kind of sh- like genuinely shocked about like where she was, and you know. I so think that's the peaceful part about being dead is that you're just like kind of quietly confused and just wandering around until you see a light, and then you follow the light, mm-hmm. and it's you just like show up in somebody's basement and they're speaking Spanish. Yeah, and you're, and you're you there really to scare Danny Torrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, You're you like, show up I... as like a finger that's like talking, and you don't know I was just taking a bath, <laughs> and you got all weirded out by my skin falling off. <laughs> I'm also weirded so out. Who's by my the skin problem? I don't know what's going on either. It's very ghost story. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so, like I said, yeah, make... and Ian said it's it's right up our alley as our very particular personal favorites of what of what horror movies are so it's mm-hmm. hard to know whether or not it's this is like a classic but it kind of feels like a classic even seeing it right now i feel like it's gonna have staying power for most other people go go see it go see it yeah, we recommend grab a friend grab Grab your dog. Grab your popcorn. Grab your dog. Don't kiss mm. him. Don't kiss it unless he says yes. Yeah, unless <laughs> intent, uh, intent is important. Yeah. Um, does everybody have roses to give? I let you in. <laughs> I I'm gonna say that. Oh during sexy time. Right. <laughs> I I let you in. Is this for Lord? Uh, Rose. roses for Lord, Lord, I'm Lord, <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, gonna... that's that George Harrison song, it's called My Sweet Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. it all comes full circle, baby. It comes back around to the Beatles. I want to hold your hand, okay. Wait, is that a oh my god, that's <laughs> dude, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, mind fucking blown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're getting good at this. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> I could just see like a like a bullshit like blurb on like one of those stupid sites. Like, did the Beatles predict talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> if you tweet about it, it becomes true. Holy yeah. shit! This is like us becoming serial killers. We're gonna kill the next John Lennon because of the voices telling us that we time traveled to meet the Beatles and Philip K. Dick. And oh, a bunch of people. God, dude. Uh, After seeing Talk to Me, we just (laughs) did something bad. (laughs) Uh, I hope it does. Uh, 
Uh, I'm just gonna give a rose to uh, the the dry humping floor. The floor. <laughs> it made me chuckle. <laughs> Solid. Ian, do have anything that stuck out? Ian, do you have a rose? Uh, I mean, I would say, I mean, my favorite scene was like uh, Riley or whatever getting possessed. But I, I think like my rose would go to the montage of them doing like. Yeah. Mm. You know, whatever made me yeah. want to like party for some reason. <laughs> so some made it appealing, right? They're like, no, maybe I would do that. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do we need to get a fucking hand, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your bowl, DJ Max, get one of those palmistry hands and try it. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think we have one downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I think Katie. Katie has one. All right, break it out, Katie. I'm yeah. gonna say I'd give a rose to the him trying to pull his eyeball out yeah. because mm, yeah. that's like Brian said in his review. It it's it's why I'm romantic about going to see horror movies in the theater on opening weekend with full of people because it's it's a shared experience and it's fun to see that with a hundred other people that are reacting almost exactly like you are and I. I physically kicked the air because I had enough space between me and the next row. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. the air, and I was like, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'd give a rose to that. Okay. I think Don't. Riley, Riley in general, uh, that kid did a great job. All yeah. those scenes, like it was like solid work, especially like Jake said, seeing it in the, in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. See Like, that audio of him banging his head against you in the first scene and in the oh. hospital with the floor with the lick and the blood up. I'm like, Oh, this is so like, it's such a, it, it mirrored that scene, which they did a good job with kind of mirroring scenes. Like uh, the scene in with the kangaroo and the, in the ending and him licking up blood reminded me of the scene with the Christian boy, like Jade's boyfriend, like dry humping the ground and yeah, making out yeah, with the dog. Yeah. Like gross. they did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was like, Oh, these, like it kept cueing you into things and the way, like some of these spirits kind of all kind of are like a hive mind, but also not like they're individually like perverse in their own way. But it's definitely like when things were foul, they were like on pace foul. Like it was almost like someone trying to be like, Ooh, let me like a, like uh what do they call them on the internet edge lord like you're like oh these demons are just like fucking with these people as much as they can god these demons are so edgy yeah they're, you gotta, they're you gotta make that a drop <laughs> what do you call it edge lord edge lord yeah i could i could clip that for sure that's a good one uh yeah we'll need and it that, later. yeah that my rose goes to riley and and fucking rattlade so. Yeah, dude. City of Evil. We've mm-hmm. been there now. Don't have to ever mm-hmm. go again. <laughs> All right. So we moving into uh the game then? Yes. We're gonna play two spooks in a die. Sounds like let's do it. No, it sounds two, good. Sounds two fun. truths and a lie, but you know, we gotta change it. Spooks and a die. Uh, so I'm going to read some spooky facts. Uh, they can be, they don't all have to be like demon themed, but they, some of them will be. Um, you guys have to decide each individually 
which one you're going to lock in as the lie. There's going to be three rounds, and whoever makes it the farthest uh, wins. You get eliminated if you do not detect the lie? I would say you, you're you just going to – you know how, how we'll do it? We'll do – you get a point for each one you get right, and then whoever has the most points at the end. You should say the truths in a non-modified voice and the lie in like a... Wait, no! <laughs> yeah, Jake said I should do... I should I should read this in a modified voice. If should you were going to do that anyway, I'm sorry for stepping on your joke, but you should do it anyway. We should act like we didn't... Read the whole it. thing in a modified voice. <laughs> do you want me to? Yeah, it'd be fun. No, but... I, if you're the first one, you would have been like said the two truths straight, and then the lie would have been like demon voice. I would have been like <laughs> that would have ruined the game. Or you could have given one of the lies in a in a normal. That's voice. true. That is very true. You can still okay. do that. Just pick whatever one you want to do. <laughs> yeah, you'll give it away. Okay, I'm so we're ready for round one. Yep. Yeah. Fact number one. Disneyland's famous Pirates of the Caribbean ride used real skeletons. The engineers from Dizzy took one look at the fake skeletons that were initially brought in and thought that they weren't creepy enough. This might be because prosthetics in the 1960s weren't as convincing as they are now. To offer a more authentic experience, Disney engineers enlisted the help of the University of California, Los Angeles Anatomy Department for real skeletons. All right, we got it. That's, okay, That's fun. All right, all right. Uh, the next one. Uh, a man in Argentina claimed to be the son of the devil before going missing. Rosario, Argentina, was home to a man that claimed to be the son of the devil. He was known for standing outside of a local church, screaming obscenities at its members as they entered the building, as well as vandalizing the church itself from time to time. Eventually, the man stopped showing up, and the man was reported missing. But the vandalism still happened on a regular basis, most notably the building's front doors being ripped off their hinges, with the doors being nowhere to be found. And the next one is Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street is based on a real story. Director Craven revealed that the inspiration for the iconic slasher film came from a story he read from the L.A. Times. A boy was having disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep for days out of fear. The same night he succumbed to exhaustion, he died in his sleep, but not before screaming for help in the middle of the night because of his nightmares. Oh my god. Who, is it, again. who was this for? Nightmares. This for a, no, but was this for a specific person? Uh, it's for all, all of us, right? Oh, and we yeah. all just give individual. We all just gotta lock in a lie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Right on. Uh, do we have a, uh, like a batting order? Oh, you can just jump in whenever you want to lock one in. Oh, okay. I think the pirates one is a lie. I'm going with door number two. Door number two is the lie. I'm going to guess door number two also. Really? Number one was mine. That stuck out to yeah, me. Yeah, I thought number one was a lie. All right. I but think I, it's Ian yeah. and I against uh, Jake and Jake. <laughs> okay. So so to to clarify, Ian and Emily are locking in that the pirates of so the Caribbean thing is a lie. The two Jakes are locking in that the Argentinian man is a lie. Yeah. Okay. Team Jake. You, like do you lock team, in, Ian? Team Jacob. Uh, team Jacob. You can leave my team if you want. <clears throat> the lie oh, was okay. the Argentinian man. Okay. 
Uh, I thought so, that was. I th- I swear yeah. I've heard that before, but it probably is just online. online. <laughs> no, I, I literally <laughs> just read it up. His name I'm was not, wrong. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, okay, man. so that's my brain. One for each of the Jake, and oh yeah, none for the other two. So round number two. Where's the other two? Uh all right. Every day, a person consumes around one to two cups of snot. More mucus travels into the trachea than it leaks out of the nose, so most of this ends up at the back of your throat. This creepy science fact might gross you out, but it's completely harmless and normal. That sounded okay. like something that was at like the bottom of a web page. You'd scroll down. You're like, this science <laughs> yeah. fact would gross yeah, you exactly. out more than normal. Chumbox. <laughs> Right. This science fact will make you come. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, pimple popping. Used... This science fact is near you and wants to have sex. <laughs> All right. The next one. Aztec priests believe that tears of children could stop droughts. Aztec followers believed in the power of human sacrifice, and many of the rituals included sacrificing women and children to serve their sun god. When they experienced the drought, Aztec priests sacrificed children because they believed their tears could call on the rain. Uh, then our last one, sharks remember the taste and smell of your blood. If a survivor of a shark attack enters the same waters later on with an open wound, there's a good chance the original shark will smell it and remember. A shark is four times more likely to attack a previous victim, and marine biologists have theorized this is because of a predatory ego, a primal need to complete the kill. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't yeah, believe that. I don't believe that either. What do you think? I'm locking, other Jake? I'm locking number three. Yeah, that's me too. I think this, the problem with this is I, I mean, have a problem with you. Because I feel like that's such a statement that I'm like, well, that that's in a, that's like an assertion about an like a religion that so few people understand like and number two like, yeah like i feel like the, the aztec priest one overall i'm like well you're just like i've i've looked into those like a lot of that stuff and it's like well it just seems like like there's a historical context for religion that I'm like, well, you're like, whenever I read an article that like tries to sur- like, like fully summarize a, a religion, I'm always like, oh man, do they really believe that the tears would blah, blah, blah of their kids and women? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's just a massive misinterpretation of what they yeah. were trying to get across. Yeah. So I feel like two is it's mine, but I think it's for a bad reason i think you guys have a good reason what was the first story thing the first one was the mucus one. Oh yeah it goes right. slips down your trachea uh, and that makes yeah. sense. i i have a lot of postnasal drip all the time so at least for me personally i, <laughs> I always have a bubble okay, okay so three of you are locking in the shark and and jake's other jake's locking in the aztecs i think it's two but i also uh, like just to commentate you don't need it on the shark one is i feel like a lot of that like scientists say that it might be this that or the other thing i'm like that also sounds like total horseshit that's just as good as speculating about religion is speculating about some innate yeah. thing in 
you know, animals. It's like, well, Jake's they don't calling understand bullshit it. on all three. I'm calling. <laughs> are, don't trust the experts is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So you're all locked in? Yeah. The shark one is the lie. Nice. Uh, so well, I have thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> Clear, clearly i have thoughts about you sounded convincing i almost put you too the... <laughs> all right man i thought that one was gonna get you i feel like i worded I'm, that one really well oh, well. i'm having a breakdown in my reality so i'm no or sharks aren't predatory in that sense. I wish that someone yeah. would remember me like a shark who's bit me, but I really don't think that. <laughs> Aww. Not memorable enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we have host Jake with two. better blood. Any other goyle? Be around <laughs> host Jake with two, everybody else at one. Yes. How many rounds we got here? Yes. This is our last round. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, technically, I've already won. Yeah, yeah. dude. No, not if we. I mean, you could tie if you. you get this one wrong, you could be tied. Well, what are we gonna do? Nothing. We're <laughs> gonna sword fight. We'll yes. Figure it out. Yeah. Whoever's got the best dick. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna lose. <laughs> uh, all right. The Devil's Mad Bible. Ass, the Devil's Bible exists, and it's a contract between a monk and Satan. Um, the Devil's Bible is the largest Latin manuscript known to the world. It contains a full-page portrait of Satan. People believe the manuscript contains the contract of a monk who sold his soul to Satan in the 13th century in order to escape execution. Uh, in 1936, a haunted house disappeared off the face of the earth. A rurally located house in Charlotte, North Carolina, was thought to be extremely haunted by its previous owners, the small family moved out of state and left the house behind. Years later, a family member returned to the property in hopes to sell it. To their surprise, the house was gone. The grass had grown so tall, it's difficult to locate the foundation of the home. And the city had no records of an authorized demolition or a fire. The old house simply vanished. And the last one is uh, ancient Romans believed that drinking blood would let them absorb power. Blood transfusion was a popular practice in ancient Rome. During gladiator games at the Colosseum, members of the audience would rush into the field to ravage the blood off of fallen gladiators. They believed that in drinking the blood of fallen warriors, they too would absorb the warriors' powers and skills. Or three. So the first one had like a fold out of Satan, like a picture of Satan? Like a, like yeah, a, the first one was the Devil's Bible that had like a fold. Devil's Magazine. Drawing. Yeah, Devil's the Devil's Magazine. Second one was the haunted house that disappeared, and third one was ancient Romans drinking blood and absorbing power. Uh, my gut, my gut says one, three. Yeah, um, mine says one, but also I feel like three is like I thought it was like tears or sweat. I didn't think it was blood. I think they're like licking up these dead. <laughs> just, he was crying for me, bitch. Something similar, I thought, but I didn't think it was Fucking blood. Christian blood. I'm going to go with one. Locking in uh, uh, the Devil Bible as the one. I'd love for the Devil Bible to be real. Yeah. I'll yeah. be excited if it does. Yeah, I know. Exist. Um, Dude, 
bullshit manuscripts are like grimoires and some priest who to like i'm betting that exists yeah probably. yeah Someone i guess you could just like have... write whatever you want and then draw absolutely whatever picture you want. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah in middle ages dark ages europe that's what i was talking about in like hereditary like that king payment like john milton dante shit like the the bonus yeah. content of the bible is all like so it's really imaginative and it's fun but yeah um you can just write anything and say yeah. like the church had such a big influence that it was so easy to be like the counter to that thing it's like hating on pop music it's like yeah there's a market for it yeah mm. the older i get the more i just realized they could just like write whatever you want and Absolutely. like get it published <laughs> like mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think I think with one like all I could picture was like a Thrasher magazine, and it had like a, like a, like a fold out poster. <laughs> Death like, like, Satan. Just like yeah. it's like yeah. Satan, like with like holding up the devil yeah, horns. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think, Jake? Yeah, neck face. Uh, uh, so, so Devil Bible. House. Ghost house. house disappearing. I want that to want it to be true. I, I want it to be true. Three. Yeah, that might not be um, true. Color out of space. Yeah, I mean, just in Raw. Ryan, I'm, I think that could happen I'm, just because you let your property go to and like, yeah, we're not going to go out. Sure. We're not going to go out to investigate yeah. that. You're like, oh, you're just misremembering because you're drunk all the time. Like half of I mean, it could just, houses could just fall apart in Detroit all the time. A news article about and then they're just like, it's true now. It's true. Absolutely. Um, can we do true. a creepy pasta episode? Do you think? I think that'd be fun. Yeah, the facts I'm getting are from creepy pasta. So nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Everything. gonna get, I'm gonna guess Devil Bible's uh, lie. Okay. Oh, okay. Just so like he doesn't three, win then. or lose, he just stays. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a good strategy. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going with three then, so maybe I'll win. Oh fuck. Going with the ancient Romans. It's tie or tie, whatever. All I right, I'll stay with I my husband. Doing three. All right, we'll go three. No, I'm going. Other, other Jake, what you got? Me, Jake? Yeah. Here you said three. three. I said it right oh, up. Oh, you're in three. Yeah. Because Holy shit! No. I you all. You're lying is if you know. Two? Are you serious? It was two. Yeah. The, wow. the Mason they house. They know what the Romans believe. You're lying. <laughs> Listen, I got these from facts.net. Okay, you can't get any more fucking real than that. Yeah, right. true. yeah. Dot net. That's the facts are. Dot net, dude. Because they didn't want to pay for dot com. Uh -huh. Dot gov. I just wanted that to be true. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I was just I I was laying in bed and that's how I I just came up with three random bullshit things that I was hoping I, weren't actually true. But like, <laughs> I like we, that. We went back to my mom's house and it was all growing up around. It was pretty much that same story, honestly, in Los Angeles. <laughs> and like cool. I said, you can just lose track. You're like, oh, I swear it was down this road, and then be like, yeah. well, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe you just drink and drive all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I just tried to word it like I was reading a bullshit article online. So, you know, Absolutely. so it was fun. So I won. Uh, no, we yeah. all tied. No, because I had two points. No, he had well, two. You had guys two. all ended with one. Oh, oh yeah. we all had one. Oh, yeah, yeah the rest won. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah host Jake wins. Nice job. You win. I snuffed more. the two first lies, but not we the need third. More. <laughs> this one. I only I only prepped three lies. 
<laughs> next time, do more. All right, I'll do more next time we play. Oh, you guys like that game? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it'd be right. better if Jake didn't win with two points. Yeah, try to, <laughs> How do you try win to with like, two bring points? it so Jake loses. Like the great yeah. Vin Diesel said about inches and miles, oh. go fuck yourself, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about family. You ain't no family. Sorry. Sick. Sorry, Danish. All right. Well, yeah, that's it. Because we we're not going to go to the wheel because this is a... A shoehorned in episode. Squeeze this one in for the for the traffic. Breaking news for the boys. Yep. For the boys. So Chillerama's next week. Can't wait for that. Yeah, that's a fun episode, honestly. Oh yeah. You guys will love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Hopefully Ryan doesn't delete it. (laughs) I did it one time. Click (laughs) right, right click save on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Because I know how computers work. I just need to get another hard drive so I don't have to delete so much shit. Yeah. We'll buy you a hard drive. Nathan signed up for a Patreon. We could get it. We've made $10 so far, so I'll just use that towards it, I guess. (laughs) We're calling out people now to be like, you better sign up this next week. (laughs) Or we're fucking... We're struggling. We need help. (laughs) We're just talking about Nathan because he's the star of this our up and coming patreon patron uh nathan yeah i can't i can't wait to announce nathan as a new patreon subscriber next week absolutely we can't wait to put your put your pick on the wheel i uh no i no pressure buddy i talked to him on uh on social media and i was like have you seen or heard about talk to me and he's like what is that and i was like Uh-oh. i'm surprised because he's in adelaide yeah. And it takes, but it was shot in Adelaide, and apparently it's not even. I mean, or maybe he just. It was last year, though. It came out in Adelaide. Media. I know, but it was filmed there. I mean, yeah, absolutely. When when a Quiet Place Two came out, like Post Journal was like, this member of this movie, part of this movie was filmed in Chautauqua County. Whoa! Like, just remember, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, so surprised they didn't ask Nathan they're... to be in it. Yeah, he probably was. Yeah, honestly, I mean, he probably was in that that party okay. scene in the beginning. Yeah. He was one of the people that pulled his phone up. Oh, for sure! What a dick! Don't subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, you bloody white guy. Don't even bother. I'm just kidding. I love you, Nathan. How, how you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, <laughs> Re- reach out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's dying, bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Then, thank you for listening. Adios. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>